everybody. I want to welcome you back to Talking Softball with Coach B. Everything's full go right now. Softball season, you know, the colleges and high schools are already at midseason, you know, starting to gear up for that second half and getting ready for those postseason runs and select ball. We've got our young teams out on the field and competing, and soon our older teams will start practicing and getting ready for the summer. It's hard to believe that we're already in the month of April. It's almost the end of the school year. It's an exciting time. It's a busy time. A lot of things going on and a lot of preparations being made for the summer for tournaments and events that our teams uh, are going to want to be competing in, you know, not only for competition at a high level, but also the opportunity to get their players out on the field in front of college coaches and get good exposure for our athletes. So I want to talk a little bit about that process today because we just had a big day a couple of weeks ago, Tuesday. Announcements came out for Triple Crown Sports and the Sparkler Fireworks Power Pools, Supplemental Pools, you know, the top brackets at those events. And, you know, every year it's kind of a process where people are jockeying for position. Can they get their team in one of those brackets? It's always a challenge for those of us that are organizational directors because, you know, we have a lot of coaches come to us and say, hey, can you help us get into the power pool in Colorado? Or can you help us get into the top bracket in this event or this event or wherever it may be? We always have coaches coming up and saying, hey, I really need some help. Can you, get, can you help my team get into that bracket? Well, I'm going to just kind of share my perspective because I've talked to some of the other org directors about this. And for the most part, I think most of us are on the same page. You know, I've been in charge of American Freedom Softball now for about six years and I do feel like we have some very good teams in our organization. We have some teams in age brackets that can compete at a high level. But we have to understand that when we're talking about those power pools or those top brackets, the goal for that event is to get the best teams possible into those brackets. And there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot that goes into selection for those brackets. You know, we've talked recently about player rankings and we've talked about, you know, that it's objective or subjective, but in the most part it's subjective because there's not really an objective model of criteria that can be used for ranking players. Well, that same thing holds true for teams. And obviously when these event directors are trying to move teams into top brackets or middle brackets, you know, some events are gold bracket, silver bracket, bronze bracket. They're trying to figure out where teams fit. They have to look at a lot of information. And that information is provided by coaches, right? And yes, organizational directors have their input in it. But as I've told my teams, I'm not going to be the guy that ultimately decides what bracket your team plays in and tries to call on favors to get a team into a bracket. Because my belief is the teams that get in that bracket have to earn their way into that bracket. And how do you earn your way into that bracket? You get your work done on the field. You make sure that you're competitive and you make sure that you go out and have success playing at events that lead up to these major national events. You know, and in my organization and 
like other organizations around the state and the country, we have tiers or levels, right? We have national, you know, I'm just talking about my organization. We have national, we have platinum, and we have gold and open, okay? Well, our national level teams, those are the teams that we have designated need to be playing with the goal of getting into those top brackets. Not just being put in those top brackets, but playing, competing, and doing everything they need to do to have success to create an opportunity to be placed in one of those brackets, right? And Triple Crown has criteria, Alliance has criteria, Top Club has criteria, Tulsa Elite has criteria. All these major events have criteria that need to be met. And for the most part, one of the criteria that runs across the board through all of them is you need to have success on the field and you need to be playing a quality schedule and you need to be competing against other top teams regionally and nationally. Okay. So for us, for an example, for American freedom, when I look at my schedule for the 18U national team, because our goal is to compete, to qualify for the Alliance championships. My goal in scheduling is to make sure that I'm playing in events where the top teams that are playing toward the same goal that I'm playing toward. Texas Glory, Texas Bombers, Impact Gold, Texas Glory Atkins. We're all competing in the same events, weekend after weekend. And yes, sometimes it gets monotonous because you end up playing the same people over and over. But if they're the other top competition and you're trying to play at that level, then you should expect to play against those people. And I know that when I step in the dugout and I know I'm playing against Texas Bombers gold, I know Scott Smith is going to be in the other dugout and he's going to have a great team on the field for us to compete against. When I play Texas Glory, I know Kevin Shelton's in the other dugout with a great team that we have to compete against. Impact Gold, it's Casey Jackson, and it's his best team that we have to compete against. I know that, but I also know if we go out and compete with those teams and have an opportunity to beat one of them, that's going to help us along the way of reaching our ultimate goal of playing in the Alliance Championship. We're fortunate. We don't go the Triple Crown route in Colorado. We actually go to the IDT, which is another top major event in Colorado at the same time. And we've earned a berth and been able to keep a berth in that event based on our performance on the field. Okay? Well, the situation that gets created sometimes are teams that are first year in an age group or kind of been building and developing into a top-level team they have to look at their schedule and say, are they playing the schedule and competing against the same teams that are trying to get into those top brackets at these events? And are they competing against them and are they having success against them? Are they competing in a national championship that's recognized 
by these top event directors as quality national events, and are they going to have an opportunity to have success at that national event that's going to help them build their resume? The other thing that plays a key part in it is, you know, and this may or may not be a good thing, but, you know, where are your players being recruited to go play? What schools are you going to bring to the ballpark to watch your team play? That's important, right? You know, when I took this program over and, and I took over the 18U national team, we had three or four Division I players and a lot of Division II players on our rosters. And I'm not talking bad about Division II, NAI, Junior College, anybody else out there. I am not talking bad about them. Because I was a Division II coach for a long time. I was an NAIA coach. So I'm not downplaying the level of play at the college level. But over the last three or four years, we've been in, able to increase – the visibility of our team at the 18U level based on our performance on the field, but also on the fact that we're putting a number of players into Division I programs after they complete their time with us. Or we're putting them into top Division II programs or top programs at other levels where they're going to have an opportunity to go out and succeed and they're going to have an opportunity to help their team succeed, okay? So, as the director of my organization, you know, my response to those teams that say, man, we didn't get into the, we didn't get into the power pool, okay? Let's look at it. Why didn't you? What is the reasoning? Number one, I don't think there's any wrong with writing a nice email, not an attack email, not a why didn't you put us in email, but here's how I understood the criteria to get in to your top bracket. We felt like we met those criteria. What could we have done differently or what do we need to do differently moving forward in the future to get an opportunity to play at that level? I think that's a great question to ask. And I think that's a great email that can be written very well. You get quality feedback from the people on the other side and it helps give you direction. In fact, I did that. I wrote that email, and one of my coaches wrote that email. And we both got very good responses back from the people at Triple Crown, and I respected their response, and we're going to act on their responses. We will make some changes moving forward. We're not going to complain about it. We're not going to be the one that cries because, you know, we didn't get in. We got disadvantaged because we didn't get in. That's not going to be the case. Because what I want those teams to do, if they didn't get into that bracket this year, well, there's other brackets at those events. Well, go play in that other bracket and have success. Go play in that other bracket and have success. And make sure that's on your resume. And then make sure that you're playing the schedule that will help you move forward to have an opportunity to get to that bracket. You know, And I'm going to start talking to my other national team coaches and my other age divisions about if you want to know what schedule you should be playing to have an opportunity to get into those events, you need to look at our 18U national schedule. 
What are we doing? Where are we playing? What events are we going to where we see the top teams in our 18U age division? Because here's the deal. And I, and, and I hear this all the time, right? Hey, coach, we went to a tournament this weekend. We beat Texas Glory and we beat the Bombers. Did you? Great. Which team did you beat? Was it their top team in that age bracket, or was it one of their other teams in that age bracket? Well, I'm not sure it was their top team, but I know it was a, I know it was a glory team, or I know it was a bombers team. Okay, great. But guess what, folks? Our top organizations in the state of Texas are large. We have teams all over the state. You're going to go to events, and you're going to see our jersey, a Glory jersey, a Glory Atkins jersey, a Bombers jersey, Impact Gold jersey, Hot Shots. You're going to see all of these different jerseys at every event you go to. But are you playing the top teams that wear that jersey? Are you playing the team that is trying to work on the same path as you are to get to the same events you're trying to get to? That's the key, right? It's not, hey, can you help me get a favor to get into this event? It's, hey, what schedule do you think I should be playing so that I give my team the best opportunity to get into that event? I think that's the better question, and I think that's the better way to approach it. But everybody wants to have this mindset of, oh, my, you know, they're not letting your teams in because, they, you know, they don't like your teams. You know, they're letting that team have four teams in because, you know, they got a deal set up with that guy. That's not a controllable for us. That's, you know, we got to control our controllables. You know, do I think we have good teams in every age bracket? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think more organization is growing and getting better every year. Do I think we have multiple teams in every age bracket that need to be playing in a power pool or in the gold bracket or the top bracket at every event? I'm not sure about that. We have some teams developing that are going to have an opportunity to move into those roles, but I'm not sure we're there right now. And that's okay. That's okay. Other organizations have been around longer than we've been around, and they've built that over time. And kudos to them. Kudos to them. I have no problem with that. So I think that we have to understand moving forward, you know, if you're on that team you're, or you're a coach of that team and you want to have an opportunity to get in that top bracket at that top event, then you really need to go back. They're going to look at, you know, they're going to look at a, a fall performance, a summer performance, and maybe even a, a previous fall performance. So you're going to want to make sure that you're playing the schedule that they're going to be able to look at and go, yeah, look, they're playing at all the top events. And they're doing well. They're not just playing in that event. They're having success in that event. And you know, we need to consider them as a team that may fit into this bracket for us. I mean, I think that's the critical component in this. 
is let's not take the uncontrollable of who's making the decision. Let's not make our emphasis or our point on the uncontrollable, which is the event. Let's spend our time on our controllables. What can we do? What do we do to make sure we have the schedule to play and we have the roster to play that schedule? We put the development time and the work in to have success on our schedule that then in turn we can present to the decision makers and say, here's our body of work. Here's why we're applying for this spot in this event. And that's critical. I get it. I understand that, you know, the scheduling is always different because you have to be careful about travel and everything that goes with it. I've got an 18U national team in Colorado. I tip my hat to Coach Bobby with that group, and they travel every weekend. The only time they are playing in Colorado is in the springtime when the major events aren't being played. In the fall and in the summer, that group is traveling. They've been to Georgia. They've been to Vegas. They've been to Arizona, California, Texas, Kansas City. They travel, and they get their players out in front of people because that's what they have to do to chase quality competition. We're fortunate in Texas. We're fortunate. We can get a lot of quality competition here in Texas, you know, I sometimes complain about our fall schedule because we play three weekends in Houston in the fall. Oh, God, we got to drive to Houston three times this fall. It's not that big a deal. Not that big a trip. Pretty easy trip for us from here in DFW. Okay. But we know when we're going there, we're going to get an opportunity to play against top competition. Then in the summertime, we have events here in DFW where we can get top competition to come here and play so we don't have to travel as much. You know, I look at our summer schedule for this coming summer, we have two major trips. We leave the DFW area twice in the summer. Yeah, we left DFW four times in the fall, but we leave DFW twice in the summertime. One of those is when we go to Colorado. And the other one is when we're going to California for the Alliance Championships. But we're making sure that in our other five weekends that we're playing in good events, that we know we're going to be able to see some competition that prepares us for that event. And then next fall, we're going to play the Alliance Super Cup. We're going to play Gold Cup. We're going to play the bomber shootout. We're going to do play Ronald McDonald. We're going to do these other major events and get those on our schedule. So it prepares us for next summer. And that's what I think we all have to understand as coaches. We need to take some time to really look at our schedule, right? And say, if we're going to be a national level team and we're going to try to play in the top tier of these major events, then we're going to have to play a top tier schedule. 
that's what it comes down to. It, it's controlling the controllables. And we talk about that all the time, right? We talk about that in player development. We talk about that in communication skills and everything we do. We talk about controlling the controllables. Well, it's no different in our schedule. We control the controllables. We go out, we play a top schedule, we have success. We've done what we needed to do. We've dotted the I's and crossed the T's, and now we have a resume to present and say, here's what we've done. I think that's no different than even in the ranking systems that, that I talked about a couple of weeks ago or a month ago. It's no different. If you want your players to be recognized, for their success or their skill set, they need to be performing against the other top players that are also playing for that same goal. Now, do I think being ranked as a player should be a goal? No, I don't, but it's going to happen. It's not going to go away. But I do believe that as teams, we need to understand that our schedule and our competition in that schedule plays a critical role for us when it comes to placement in some of these top invitational events. Because that's what it is. It's an invitation. The event is going to extend the invites to the teams that they feel best meet the criteria for that top bracket at their event. That's it. So we take the criteria and look at it and say, okay, what do we do? How do we, meet the, how do we best meet this criteria to have an opportunity to get in? And if we don't get in, we got to bear down and we got to get after it and do it the next time. Same thing we tell our players to do. If they're not in the starting lineup, they got work to do to try to create an opportunity for them to get in the starting lineup. We don't want them to sit on the bench and cry about not being a starter. We want them to be ready when they get their opportunity. And I think that's no different for us as teams and coaches. If we don't get that opportunity in that major event, it didn't happen. But what can I do between now and the next time that event happens to have a better opportunity to get in? That's the real challenge. That's the real challenge, okay? And again, it's my opinion. But I do believe that it gives us all the best opportunity to understand what we're shooting for and what we're trying to do. Not picking up the phone and saying, hey, I really need a favor. Can you help me get in this event? Now, if I don't think you belong in that event, I can't do that for you. Okay? So, that's my topic for today. You know, I always enjoy doing these get-togethers and, these and enjoy these opportunities to talk about our game. There always seems to be a topic that pops up. As I'm heading toward the studio or leading up to the studio for recording, and this one just happened to pop in, glad I got able to talk about it. I am going to answer a question, though, real quick before we get off the this podcast. I had somebody reach out through the Facebook page and ask me a question. They said that they have a player that was a high school-age player that has opted out of playing high school softball to run high school track. Not because they're burned out of softball or don't want to be a part of softball anymore, but they're just disenchanted 
with their high school softball program and feel like they can get more out of being involved in the track program as they're developing as players. And it's interesting because I have two players on my team this year. Uh, two of my 18U national players have both opted out of their high school seasons. And when they came to me and asked me about it, I told them, I'm not going to tell you not to, and I'm not going to tell you to. That's a decision you have to make. But what you have to look at is, where do you feel like you get the best opportunity for development and best opportunity to continue to grow as a softball player? And if you don't feel like that's the situation with your high school team, then I'm not going to tell you you have to play high school softball. But all I am going to tell you is, if you're not playing high school softball, you still have to have some training and you have to be doing regular work on your softball skills because you can't just sit around and not do anything all spring and expect to come out and have success in the summer. I encourage all of our players to play high school softball and be leaders on their teams and go out and compete because that name on their chest matters. And I think that's important. But I also believe if it's a situation where it's just it's a deterrent for that athlete to continue to play in that program, then they need to really look at that and they need to make the decision that they feel like's best for them. Because if they're unhappy, they're not going to get better. And if they're unhappy and they're disenchanted, they're not going to have a positive experience. And at the end of the day, this is all about the experience we get to have playing softball. It really is. And I say that now in the twilight of my career, and there are some that would say, well, B, you weren't about that uh, all the time as a coach, and people are right, I wasn't. But now as I look at it, I think it's really important that we have, a, we have an opportunity in front of us to create a positive experience through our game for all of the athletes and coaches and parents and everybody that takes part in it, and we need to make sure we do that. So. I wanted to answer that question before we ended today. Again, if you have any questions, please feel free to shoot them to me through the Facebook page. I'll try to answer them for you. So with that said, hope everybody has a great week. And until we get together to talk softball again, may everything go your way and you have a lot of success on the softball field. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball. Gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope everybody has a great day.